Hi there, it's me, Diana, and you're listening to anybody else? I know, I'm surprised that I'm back also, but alas, here I am with what will be a very unorganized stream of consciousness, which seems like really the only way to do this episode, um, which I've thought many about many times the last few months, uh, picking this back up. The truth is that my world completely combusted on February 4th, and fifth for that matter, and anything that would have been recorded before then would just be completely out of touch with what's going on with me today and truly also within the state of the world. Um, So listen along if you want. If you don't want to, that's also cool. If you forgot that you subscribed to this podcast, which is probably more than likely, or if the quality of this audio, because I don't have my handy dandy microphone with me where I am right now, you know, just do whatever feels right with you, go with the flow, or stay and vibe out with me um, for however much longer I can ramble. Um, we'll get into it. On February 5th of this past February, my father passed away. I could spend hours upon hours talking about him and everything that he meant to me, how hard it is to lose someone, what the fuck you're supposed to do while you're grieving and how it consistently feels like I am grieving the absolute wrong way. But I don't think I'm ready to really dive into that completely just yet. Um, And I'm sure I'll revisit those themes at some point. The thing that I felt really compelled to record an episode about today and what I want to talk about, which again, I will forewarn you that this will be the most unorganized rambling of what I'm referring to as my dead dad brain, since I really haven't written any of this down in any sort of outline. Um, But basically what I want to talk about is how it feels to experience the chaos of an emotional roller coaster. Um, because I think that pretty much everyone in the world right now is on some sort of roller coaster ride. Uh, we've all probably experienced it in different ways throughout the last two years, both the highs and the lows on this roller coaster ride of life. Um, and I think especially in the last seven days, we're probably feeling a little bit more distressed than usual. Um, and if you're me, you're just completely losing your shit every five minutes. Um, But so what I want to talk about is the roller coaster that I have been on um, in 2022 and the tail end of 2021 and how I dealt with it and what I did. But 2021 for me was a weird year. It started off in not so great of a place for me. I was working like crazy. Uh, We were still very much in the pandemic, not that we are not in the pandemic right now, uh, but hopefully things are getting better and better every day. Um, But I was living at home with my parents. I had given up my apartment in Brooklyn and I was just working nonstop. Um, Towards the spring, I started being able to travel a little bit. I got to go out west to see some friends that had recently moved to California. Um, I went to Boston with my sorority fam. I went to a farm in Maryland with my best friends from high school who are literally fam now. Um, 
And then going into the fall, I went on a family vacation uh, with my parents and my brother to Sardinia and back to Rome, which was a special and spiritual trip for me that holds honestly even more weight than I could even begin to explain now that my father has passed away. For context, when I was 15, my dad took sabbatical in Rome and my mom, my father and I moved to Rome for about six and a half months. Um, and it was just literally what I thought at the time was the best time in my life. Maybe still I will think of that as the best time in my life, but it really was a foundation for this amazing connection that I would always have to that special city. Um, returning back to Rome with my parents, specifically for the first time, I think, in at least 10 years, really instilled or reinvigorated my forever dream of, of living in that city again. Um, I was walking down the streets in Rome with my mom, and I said, oh, I just want to move here. And my mom said something along the lines of, well, why don't you? Uh, and the rest was history. I came back to the States. I ironically signed an apartment lease for my current apartment in Brooklyn. And then the same week, decided to book a, a flight to Rome and book an Airbnb in Rome to spend November and December back in Italy. Uh, pretty much catapulted myself back back to Rome. Um, and this time in November and December was so amazing. I mean, really the highest of the beginning of the highs of the roller coaster for me of 2021. Um, it was the first time that my parents got to visit me while I was living abroad after I have successfully tagged along for all of their trips for the last 30 years. Uh, it's the first time that I had really, really traveled and, and lived alone, um, which was even more weighted because I was living in a, in a foreign city. It's really funny. Somebody had I was talking to somebody in the beginning of, of maybe 2021 who said, if you love traveling so much, have you, haven't you ever traveled alone? And I, I had traveled alone, but not like in this significant of a way. So this was just being empowered to be alone versus feeling sad or like lonely or sorry that you were alone, which was really a nice way to flip that societal standard on its back. Um, I returned home to the States on Christmas Eve in the hopes that I would be able to spend the holidays with my family. Um, and this is when we start to inch towards the first lows on our roller coaster with Omicron spiking at that time. It just didn't feel safe for me to be around my dad unless I had quarantined myself for by myself for at least a week, maybe even 14 days is what my family had been sort of doing as protocol throughout the throughout the throughout the pandemic. Um, even though my dad had received literally over six doses of the vaccine, his immunity level was unreadable. So we were just following all of the precautions that we possibly could. Um, so missing the holidays with my parents at the time, I didn't think so seriously of it because it's just another year of the holidays. We're not super religious of a family, but the traditions of spending those moments together is really what makes them special, not actually, you know, going and celebrating the religious aspect for me. Um, so that was kind of a downer and felt kind of guilty about it. My dad was really pissed at me that I missed Christmas and I feel really guilty about that now. 
Um, and then in a surprising upturn of the roller coaster, I guess that was kind of a weird transition, but literally around the same time, I decided to leave my job where I had been for almost six years uh, to start a new challenge. Um, and this was an opportunity that I don't want to say that it fell into my lap, but I wasn't really looking for it. And it really is like my dream next stage for my career. Um, I will, will be surrounded or I am now surrounded since I have started that job uh, by brilliant, brilliant people, creative people, emphatically or empathetically driven and kind people. Um, I'm really excited about this opportunity. And what meant the most to me is that I will never forget the sound in my dad's voice when I shared with him that I had landed the job. It was something that we had talked about for weeks, uh, trying to figure out if you know it was the right place for me. It's telling him how excited I was about it, how this was different than what I was doing before, um, and how I felt like everyone that I had spoken to was truly a nice and kind person. Um, I was going in trying to negotiate so that I could come back to Rome at that point. And when I got to tell him that I not only received the offer, but it was literally everything I wanted and more, um, I'll just never forget the sound uh, in his voice. Um, and then in that same conversation, so coming from literally like the tippy top of the roller coaster, I've landed essentially my dream job. I'm going to go back to Rome. I just came back from Rome where I had the most amazing time. Now I'm going to go back with this new job. Uh, my dad mentioned that he was so thankful to hear this positive news because he just received the worst news he could ever have received that his cancer drugs had stopped working. So my dad had battled multiple myeloma for over eight and a half years. And since multiple myeloma is a genetic sort of driven cancer um, and there's no cure for it, it's the uh, genes keep um, mutating. So they're basically in, uh, impossible to eradicate. Um, his drugs had stopped working. And so there was always going to be this moment where the drugs that were clinically approved would stop working. He could potentially get on a list for a clinical trial, but you never know that those will or will not work. Um, and then after that, there was the opportunity that he might be able to have a stem cell transplant. But really after that, there's, there's nothing that they can do. It's just a waiting game for the cancer to just completely take over your body. Um, and again, I will caveat that I am not a doctor. So this is just my understanding of everything from my internet research and just chatting with his doctor. Um, but so him telling me that, you know, we're on to the cl next clinical trial, potentially your stem cell transplant. Um, I think in this moment, he kind of knew that the end of his life was near. Um, I don't think I knew. I think he knew for a lot longer than he let on. Um, but again, here I was with literally some of the most exciting developments that have happened to me in my adult life. And then I was hit with this news that I've literally been dreading for the last eight and a half years every single day. The three weeks that sort of followed that conversation 
I mean, tormented me in so many different ways. I was constantly feeling like I was torn between in being happy about, you know, where I was at in my personal life and my career, and then the daunting and overwhelming reality that my dad's health was failing. Um, so he ended up being admitted and going into the hospital for some high dose chemo to hopefully get him into the clinical trial. And from then it was the fastest seven days, I think of my entire life. Um, and the night before I was supposed to actually return back to Rome for a month, my mom called me and told me to throw my ass in an Uber and get home because it was, it was time. Um, saying goodbye to my dad was the hardest thing I have ever had to do. I don't wish this kind of pain on anybody. Um, I'm eternally, eternally grateful for my friends who were just literally my lifesavers through this. And I didn't know it was possible to feel that kind of love and support from your friends. Um, I hope that I never have to return the favor because that means that they will feel this kind of hurt. But I know that when it's my time too, I'll be there for all of them. But, you know, it's just horrible saying goodbye to somebody, seeing someone who was so strong, like literally the pinnacle of strength, superhuman fucking status, uh, really deteriorate in a way that is so overwhelming to see your parent in that state. Uh, it was horrific. I mean, I hope that those images leave my mind. Um, and so at this point, I am completely emotionally drained. I said goodbye to a man that I totally idolized um, and was at the bottom, the bottom, bottom, bottom of what I thought the roller coaster could be. I was desperate. I mean, I'm still desperate. So <laughs> if anybody knows of any ways to make myself feel better, I was, I'm desperate to find some sort of peace. Um, after a few weeks at home, I decided to rebook my trip to Rome. Um, three weeks before my dad passed away, he actually told me that he wanted me to return to Rome. Um, that was something that he mentioned a few times when I did end up going home in December. Um, and so I kind of feel like I'm doing him justice by being back here. Um, and even more so when I walk around Rome, all I think about is happy and healthy memories that we had here. So it's really nice to be back. Obviously, I'm not happy anywhere, but I'm a lot happier here than I was in Philadelphia or New York, I guess. Um, so I got excited, as excited as I could to get on that plane and, and come back to Rome and see my friends and just be back in the city. Um, I was torn at the prospect of leaving my mom and my brother and going somewhere where I, I have friends here, but not in the sheer numbers of, of friends that I have in Philly and Brooklyn. Um, so I got on the plane and then I didn't think it was possible to go lower on the roller coaster than I was at that moment. And then, uh, World War III essentially erupted in Ukraine, Russia invades and the senseless violence and war that's breaking out in that European country is just insane and mind blowing to try and make sense of, um, and for me, 
obviously I'm, I don't want to say that like, it's hard for me. I mean, I think it's hard for all of us right now, right? Like we didn't think that we would ever see violence and war on this scale. Not that there's not already war and violence going on in the world, but this just feels like such an unthinkable, like crazy, essentially mass genocide of the Ukrainian people. Um, But for me, it's like my dad, I don't know if anybody listening to this knows, but now he will learn. My dad uh, is Ukrainian, so I'm half Ukrainian. Um, His parents fled to the States uh, during a war that was happening um, in Ukraine at the time, and he is first-generation American. Um, He is actually someone that went back to my grandmother and grandfather's houses and he brought back my grandmother's soil from the house that she grew up in. Um, Ukrainians are very connected to gardening and soil and the earth. I'm sure everyone has seen that article about the the old woman that was giving uh, Russian soldiers sunflower seeds to put in their pockets so that when they die, it's at least something beautiful will grow uh, from the assholiness acts that they're doing right now. I don't know if that's like the right way to phrase it, but that's where my brain is at right now. Um, So in losing my father two weeks before this war erupted and then watching Ukraine just being destroyed, it's like I lost my connection to my heritage with my father dying. And now I'm watching a country I've never been to, but I feel so emotionally connected to being burned to the ground. So it's really an emotional roller coaster that I'm on right now. And I don't know, I just thought it would be maybe beneficial for me to talk about it to this podcast, maybe selfishly make myself feel better. But I think just in general, we're all on this fucking roller coaster in some level in some way at some point in our lives and it's really overwhelming to try and celebrate any positivity when there's so much negative going on um something that i've just tried to remind myself is that my dad would not want me to be sobbing and bawling my eyes out every day and putting my life on hold and being so heartbroken i mean i think he'd want me to be heartbroken obviously but not in a way that would stop my life. Um, So I'm just trying to live for him because I wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. I wouldn't be in Rome, that's for sure. I wouldn't feel as saddened about maybe this war as, as I do if it weren't for him. I wouldn't want to achieve great things in my career if it wasn't for him. So sometimes the most horrible things in our lives come with some shed of or light of positivity or moments to reflect that the roller coaster will keep going down but it will go up every once in a while so anyways i don't know that any of that made sense um i hope this wasn't just the most embarrassing thing i've ever recorded I hope that the sound quality isn't awful because I'm just speaking into this laptop. Um, I'm actually impressed that there's no Roman sirens going on in the background because that ambulance sound is just really unique here. So maybe that would have added some flair into this episode that would make it worthwhile for anybody to be listening to. 
but maybe I'll come back on here more often and just talk about life. Um, if you're still listening, it's shocking if you are. Um, the one thing that the priest said at my dad's funeral is the best thing that you can do for someone that has died is to be constantly thinking about them and their families and praying for them because all of that energy goes to towards them in heaven or something like that. So if you're thinking of the captain, my dad, that would make me a little happier. And until next time, I'll just be sitting here thinking, is anybody else on this roller coaster of life with me? Let me know.